Hello and welcome to Braveheart Conversations, where we learn the art of love through brave and compassionate conversations. I am Jillian Landis and I'm Marie Wallace and we are your hosts today. Hello everyone, welcome to Braveheart Conversations. This is Jill Landis and I'm here with Marie Wallace. Hello. And we are going to be talking about a heavy subject today. We're going to be talking about intimidation and abuse. And um, so there might be some domestic violence conversation that comes up. So um, take that as a trigger warning for any of, of you that struggle with that kind of past or trauma triggers. Um, so with that, let's You may not be ready for in. that conversation. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this has been heavy on my heart. Um, I've been really thinking a lot more about some of these tricky um, relationship scenarios. So I'm a relationship coach and I, you know, see a lot of different relationship struggles. And there's a big difference between, you know, a couple working on some things. Mm-hmm and working through some communication issues and both people being willing and able to shift and change their behavior, not to conform to the other person, but to become a better version of themselves um, when both people are invested in, um, in honoring themselves and other people. And that's not what I'm talking about today. Mm -hmm. I'm talking about when uh, maybe one person may be in that space, but the other person is not really interested in growing. They're more interested in power and control. Mm -hmm. And um, and they're using another person as a victim. So um, I think Marie and I both have some experience in this um, in this area unfortunately and um so yeah marie you want to share a little bit about your experience with intimidation and abuse and where that line is boy uh, where to start with that <laughs> um i've had a past relationship where someone was watching my house and uh, calling me on the phone and um, attacking me on the phone about the situation when they didn't really know what the scenario was and what was funny about it is it's hard to um, believe right at the moment well there's several examples this that was just the one that came up but on that particular one what I remember was staying on the phone mm -hmm. for like 20-30 minutes while this person's attacking me and saying all these terrible things about me, about me and my character and who I am as a person. And fortunately at the moment uh, that this happened, I had a friend staying with me and she's like, why don't you just hang up? Right? <laughs> it seems so logical to everyone else. Why don't you just hang up? And I'm like, I can't do that. Mm -hmm. Some, some other value was conflicting in that is hearing someone out. And, but that was in direct conflict with what was going on with me and and it was like I can hang up <laughs> I mean it was just one of those realizations yeah. that I had let that power and control over me for so long not challenging authority or in that particular case it felt like authority yeah yeah and um and and something as simple as hanging up the phone 
was intimidating me. That's, Isn't that weird? Yep. Yeah. I've totally been there. Um, was that after the relationship had ended? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about the dynamics during the relationship when things were maybe a little more um, under control um, and how that looked for you. It's just like a lot of digs, a lot of um, name calling, shaming, blaming. It looks like um, someone threatening to harm you physically mm -hmm. um, and they are so much stronger than I am and so that's intimidating even just someone raising their voice screaming and yelling at me would shut me down to the point where I I didn't feel like I could talk mm -hmm. because it just automatically happened some of that's coming from my childhood of course and I was very afraid of my father but that yelling and screaming or um, the name calling just really crushing mm -hmm. and um, and I would believe those things about myself and then when it came to the physical violence part and um, the one moment that I just going to the other side of that the one moment that helped me get out of that relationship was they had threatened to hit me and um, they had already um, strangled me a little bit and started threatened to hit me and I just remember going and and I was afraid I just remember feeling that because they were really drunk and they were you don't know what happens yeah. especially when someone's drunk and they're swinging their fists and they're you just know it's going to land and then there was this shift in my brain at one point where I just went okay and you don't know when that moment will no. come but I stood up and I held my face to him and I said, go ahead. And I don't know where that came from or anything except that I was just tired. Yeah. And, um, and he said, it, it, it threw him off because he was used to me backing down, backing down, being afraid, shaking, crying in that moment of control and power. And I wasn't, I was just really strong, held my face up and said, go ahead. And mm -hmm. he goes, you'd like me to. And I go, Actually, I would because I felt at that moment that was the turning point in the relationship that either I would be in the hospital mm -hmm. or dead and that's not a very good place to be but I was just to that point of being done or I'd be out and yeah. it it's just um, that intimidation was going on so long and you don't realize how how it starts small yeah Yes. And then it just builds and builds and builds until you find yourself in this fragile state going, gosh, I'm so much stronger than that. Yeah. Why am I tolerating this? Yeah. Yeah. And I think that it starts with um, subtle comments, mm -hmm. you know, it, digs. Yeah. And things get really like what you're talking about, really extreme and blown out of proportion. Like once you do stand up and you leave, like things get big. Mm -hmm. Um, and then there is like the, the stalking stuff that happens and the long abusive phone calls or whatever. Mm -hmm. um, and that, those things don't necessarily happen in the relationship. Sometimes it's the smaller things. And, um, and you know, you've heard me talk about conflict before. Conflict is, I think, really healthy. Very healthy. And um, like there's, there's a couple things that are healthy uh, catalysts for conflict. Um, so I, I will often say like the healthy catalysts for conflict are, um, courageous. So it's the boundary setting, speaking your truth, 
um, and being honest, like those things can cause some conflict and some discomfort. And then there's the shadow side, um, whereas it's more like avoidance is mm -hmm. what's actually causing the conflict or expectations or, right. you know, the, the things that we're attached to. The that, things we don't say. Yeah. Things we don't say often that cause conflict. And, and those create some really um, destructive kinds of conflict. But, um, but what we're talking about now is women and sometimes men. I definitely don't want to make this a sexist issue where no, it's always it's not. Um, men who are the abusers. Men are I've wonderful cases, beings. Yeah. Um, I, I'm definitely not a man hater and I think it's much worse in our, um, for women to categorize men as being bad, as being stupid as being abusive as being narcissistic as all these things right. like it's a human condition it's a human shadow it is um it's not a male shadow i just think it happens more often that women are intimidated mostly because of the physical size and strength of men yeah but, but it very easily happens. I've seen it happen on both sides where men were, or women were not honoring. And women men. are abusive in much different ways. Yeah. Um, women can be very manipulative and, you know, we want our way just as much as mm -hmm. men do. Um, you know, when and we're in our shadow. Nice. Yeah. 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 Women can, can certainly have their own stuff. Um, do you have a situation that you, that you want to share? about yeah so I I'd like to just talk about some of the subtleties that are in you know mm -hmm. when it's not um, majorly um, crazy usually when you're you're suppressing your truth and you're mm -hmm. not making the choices to have those conflicts those healthy mm -hmm. conflicts uh, because you know how big mm -hmm. it's gonna be you're, you're intuitively you know mm -hmm. that when you open that box it's gonna be ugly um, <clears throat> but I think that there's some subtleties that happen. It's just small compromises. Mm -hmm. Things that, that you just don't think are a big deal. You know, it might be your partner just saying, oh no, I don't I don't want you to go out with that person or I don't want you to, you know, be out past seven or, mm -hmm. um, you know, maybe you shouldn't go to the gym. You don't have to go to the gym. Yeah, you don't need to go to the gym. Actually, I like bigger women. Um, I've heard this <laughs> yeah, one. That yeah, that one, I've heard that. And that's fine. Like. I, I think that it's great if you love your partner the way that they are, but I think that there's um, there's a different motive in that. Mm -hmm. um, I've seen this happen before, um, actually even in myself, you know, where a partner will sabotage someone's fitness goals or their um, their nutrition. Because if they look too pretty, they'll leave me. Right, right. And it's a really icky motivation. Yeah, it is. It's not that I just love you unconditionally. It's totally, it's sabotaging mm -hmm. um, someone's vision, someone's goals, and their, you know, desire to be healthy. Um, I've seen also, you know, men say, well, I don't really want you to wear makeup. And it's just this ownership mm -hmm. um, that gets really icky. Um, there is a difference between somebody who's a really committed partner and loyal mm -hmm. um, and somebody who is possessive and uh, really intent on owning you and only having, you know, nobody else can see you, nobody mm -hmm. else can experience you. And it's this very fear-based, um, I think it all comes from worthiness. So on the men's part, um, I see that motive as I'm not lovable. Right, I so can see that. I need to make sure I keep this person only around me because I'll lose them because then they'll see, you know, somebody else. 
and um, they'll love Trade me instead of me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, and I also saw some of that um, manipulation power tactic in, um, you know, I had an experience where for a couple of years I was really intent on paying off my debt. And I, I like, man, I was super tight. <laughs> I was so dedicated. And I paid off $30,000 of debt in three years. Go, girl. And it, it felt very empowering. And I remember at the time when I paid this debt off, um, the comment that was made to me was, um, well, right as I was coming to the end of that, well, now you're not going to need me anymore. Uh -huh. And, um, and I, I think... And it's not just guys again, but I think sometimes partners can have this worthiness issue where it's like, well, if you need this aspect of me, maybe it's money. If you need my money, mm -hmm. then then you have to love me. Mm -hmm. um, Financial so, security is a big way to mm -hmm. hold oh, totally. people down. Mm -hmm. Totally. And then, you know, subconsciously, then they're sabotaging your success as well because they really don't deep down don't want you to have that success because they want you to need them um, ultimately because they don't feel lovable exactly and this is why we all get to do our work we all get to do our shadow stuff because um, any of that unworthiness um, crap will come out on our partner or anybody else around us sure um, it, it deeply impacts other people when we think that we aren't valuable because then we do set up these manipulative contracts because that's what it is. Um, and I see this pattern even in my own life. I've um, chosen partners who uh, didn't have their stuff together. Mm -hmm. So then like if they needed me, then then that would mean they would they owed me staying mm -hmm. with me, yeah. right? Well, and if you can broaden it past um, you know, partner relationships because that happens in work relationships and yeah, other you know family relationships. You can see that friendships. Well. If you mm -hmm. see a pattern of you know attracting people into your life that you have to constantly be caring for them and you're constantly giving, that's definitely a or you can't have flag. other friends. I've seen that too. Where yeah, you can't have another friend because you're my friend. <laughs> yeah, that whole ownership thing that can definitely yeah. expand beyond romance. That can be. A, a friendship thing as well. I don't want you spending time with other people. You feel that competitive energy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and then the subtle uh, intimidation, I think, that goes on too. Just small little comments that remind you of their power. Mm -hmm. Whatever those little comments are that, that remind you. It's okay. You're not that smart. It's okay. Uh -huh. Or... You know, girls you, girls don't do math and science, those kind of comments. Or who do you think you are? <laughs> yeah, who do you think you are? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a pretty big dream. Might be getting a little too big for your britches. Mm -hmm. I've heard those. Or, you know, just accentuating their own power, their own talents. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I like that because I haven't thought of that. Accentuating their own power is just a real subtle way of you mm -hmm. feeling smaller. Smaller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or even being overly helpful. Um, and this can happen too, like um, having struggled with codependency, I, I totally know that this can be a, a sticking point where if I'm constantly helping, I'm stealing somebody else's dignity. Mm -hmm. But if our partner is constantly helping us, that can also be a way of 
um, control. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I can call that out because I've done it. Mm-hmm. Me too. Um, so, yeah, when I'm constantly helping someone achieve a goal or whatever they're wanting to do, then <clears throat> that can easily be something that I'm, I'm really sending the You're message. You're disempowering that them. You can't do this, so let me help you. Mm-hmm. Whereas sometimes... It's, it's much more dignifying to step back and say, I know you got this. Mm-hmm. And I think we don't really mean to sometimes because helping is in our nature. And I just think sometimes we overly help, yep. really wanting, wanting to be needed, wanting to um, feel that what we're doing is is important to the other person as well. So I don't think, I think there's a lot of good intention sometimes behind the helping. Yeah. And then we forget, like you said, that we could be stealing someone else's dignity when they can, I mean, I've been guilty of that going, oh, you just don't know where the balance is sometimes. Yes, totally. But I think it's definitely an opportunity to step back and say, what are, what are my motives here? Is this coming from a place of unworthiness where I'm just trying to get, you know, gain some worthiness right. from helping somebody else? Um, and is that really serving me or them? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and even asking the other person, you know, am I doing too much? Yeah. Or, I mean, it could be if there was a conversation. I'm just thinking in in situations where people are doing caregiving. I yeah. think sometimes it's, we think that we're helping and then we realize that we might be doing too much. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And sometimes if that's a really intimate relationship, it's better to just delegate that to a third party so mm-hmm. that there isn't any of that. For reals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. That's, that's hard stuff. Um, yeah, so subtle intimidation, manipulation, I want to talk a little bit also about gaslighting. Okay. Um, so gaslighting is when um, somebody acts like you're crazy, right? <laughs> so you're stating a truth and, and there's complete denial. Not only just denial, but how could you think that? Or, mm-hmm. you know, you're so stupid for thinking that. Mm-hmm. Um, what are you talking about? Um, and it really just cuts people off at the knees. Um, and then, you know, I've seen a lot of people and experienced myself where then you really do start to question, mm-hmm. am I crazy? Like, is it, you know, maybe they're right. Um, and this is where it's very important to have supportive people around you as well mm-hmm. to kind of remind you of reality and remind you that you're not crazy. Mm-hmm. Remind you that what well, no, you're actually really smart, yes. <laughs> intelligent person, and and your intuition's very strong. And yes, um, you get to trust it. It's all so important. Yeah, yeah. Support in that situation is really just just having someone to talk to and call it. Yeah, like you you say this is what I'm experienced experiencing in myself. You know, let me know what you. What are you experiencing? And this is some feedback that I've gotten. What do you think about it? Just always having that, like, it's almost like a third party Mm -hmm. as well in that situation. Yes. Yeah, I think it's very important to have um, a solid support group. Uh, That's another thing that um, abusers will often do is isolate. Isolate's a big one. Their victims. And so that becomes, um, yeah, really... 
really challenging. Um, and that, that certainly happened in my first relationship. Um, that was very difficult for me um, to face that relationship and how toxic, toxic it had become. It was much harder to leave because I, I had very little support. By the end, I, I had gained quite a bit of support in Al-Anon, but, um, but it, it was challenging. I felt really alone. And it's very important for those relationships to be neutral um, and in a space where there is no judgment around whether or not you stay or leave. Mm -hmm. And that was super key for me, knowing people in Al-Anon who didn't judge me whether mm -hmm. or not it was my time to, to go or not. And um, there was really no advice given. That's the most important part because you, you need people that will honor whatever decisions you make and and no judgment mm -hmm. and that's sometimes hard but it's their journey yep. their experience and it if we do give advice that's not warranted or needed or asked for it's putting them in a place of blame and shame and why why aren't I at that level of yeah of leaving yet? How come I can't leave? And you know what's wrong with me going back to then we yes. intimidate ourselves. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's so much that's going on on the flip side, mm -hmm. um, and and I think after someone is out of a situation, it's easy to look back and go, damn, what why was I, I thinking? <laughs> yeah, but um, in it the flags like, were waving really big. Yeah. yeah. But there's so much fear there mm -hmm. um, because the, they do a really good job of creating this sense of power. Mm -hmm. Like if you use your voice, if you stand up, if you whatever, um, you're, you're going to be crushed. Mm -hmm. Do this dream and fail. You won't come back. Yep. You know? Yeah. You won't come yeah. back from that. And some of those things are just outright said. Those things were said to me, you know, I will crush you, you know. So, um, and, and those things, if you receive them enough times, Start they really sink it. in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, so again, that why you need the supports, cause then you have cheerleaders going, no, that's not true. That's not true. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and People I'm so, who know the core of you. Yeah. I'm so grateful for the, um, coaches and mentors today that when I do, cause I, I still am dealing with some of that. Um, intimidation now and maybe we should talk to you about like there's the subtle side but when you're in the relationship and then there's the really overt nasty stuff that happens mm -hmm. after mm -hmm. um, when yeah they're they're losing control mm -hmm. and so they have to ante up yeah mm -hmm. yeah they're losing that control and they really want it back and they'll go to extreme measures um, and uh, I really I'm in a space of, of honoring so many of the women that have come before me and have spoken up, even though like that may mean um, they're ridiculed for mm -hmm. it. People, gosh, I mean, all the women that have stood up and then, then they're judged with, you know, well, what were you wearing? Or yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> were, you you at, were you at this party? Yeah. What did you expect when you went to this location or, mm -hmm. you know? Um, yeah, so I think having to deal with some of that blame is really difficult, um, and, and that hinders a lot of women from ever speaking up, mm -hmm. 
um, from ever using their voice. So, um, yeah, I, I really, I have a lot of honor for those, those have, that have fought for justice mm -hmm. and have used their voice despite whatever the consequences might be. Um, you know, I think a lot of women are blamed for, you know, they just want, they want to pay off, they want money, mm -hmm. but no, that takes like some intense courage to stand up and say, this is what happened to me. And even though I know that the court may not side with me and I may not have the evidence I need mm -hmm. and this person is powerful or whatever, like they've still stood their ground and they've still stood in their own integrity. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I want to back up just a tiny bit, if it's okay, mm -hmm. and talk about, so the now what? Because there have been people in that situation of intimidation, and how do I not get in that situation again? Mm -hmm. And I think that's where you and I have talked about fair fighting roles, too, yeah. is in your experience when you've um, been intimidated, what are those things that have come up that are non-negotiable for you now yes. and, um, and, and be really thoughtful about what is it that you want in a relationship and that could be any relationship because yeah. what I'm tolerating in this closer intimate relationship I'm probably tolerating in other relationships too and this may not wave as big because it's not as close but one of the things um, like for me and you probably have your own like for me it's no yelling because yeah. I shut down and it doesn't allow me to be a participant in the conversation mm -hmm. so the yelling would be one um, the other is um, no name calling because mm -hmm. name calling dishonors someone too it's it's blame and shame and and we hold this label mm -hmm. I mean it sounds silly that we allow allow that label to mean anything but if I'm not allowed to be called anything or used with that tone, mm -hmm. then I can honor myself in that. And, and there's a host of other fair fighting roles as well. But just something that says, okay, I've tolerated that in mm -hmm. the past. And now I want to experience a, a more meaningful relationship mm -hmm. that honors me. And in that relationship, I honor myself. Yeah. So, yeah, this is interesting. I... Um... I am acutely aware of what I don't want because I've experienced it. <laughs> um, one helpful conversation that I had with my coach just this week, um, we talked about relationship green flags, which I had t I had heard before, but mm -hmm. it was very helpful to hear again. And so I'll share a couple of these now. Um, what do I want? Not yes. What, not what I, what I don't want. So relationship green flags would be someone that supports your personal growth. Exactly. Right? So they're not threatened by you doing a bodybuilding competition nope. or making more money than them. or making, yeah, <laughs> making some big business decisions, um, practices their own self-care, mm -hmm. um, is self-reflective, mm -hmm. um, has long-standing friendships, mm -hmm. is empathetic, is vulnerable, is spiritual, is self-sufficient. I think that's a really key. That's really important. Um, has healthy hobbies. Yes. Communicates openly. Honors boundaries. And is self-responsible. I like that. I think self-growing, too, is helpful. I think you mm -hmm. said something that addressed that. Because then, you're, mm -hmm. then you're, you're both growing. Yeah. 
and it's not a competition right. and it's not fighting for power it's both yeah just being human beings <laughs> yeah yeah and like for those. me i love the energy of focusing more on the things that i want more of Agreed. instead of you know i've experienced a lot of the things that i don't want mm -hmm. and the more i focus on that the more i'll just call that into my space sure. again i agree with that I do think, though, at some point to be aware of those things that I don't want as well. Oh, sure. But I, I totally agree a thousand percent on mm -hmm. having, having to focus on what I do want, which goes back to the list. It, it does. And, like, when I'm looking at the green flags, I can't say yes to some of these if there's a red flag. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So this still addresses some of the do not wants. It yeah. does. Because, well, you'll see there's a conflict. Yeah, yeah, totally. So, yeah, this has been a great conversation. Um, Love it. I'm, yeah, I'm grateful that we're able to talk about some really sticky, vulnerable situations. Um, I love all you brave people out there mm -hmm. who are willing to have these conversations and maybe take a few nuggets um, to examine your own world, your own life, and um, maybe share some of those thoughts with us as well. Um, and the more courageous you become, the more you empower others. So truly, mm -hmm. yeah. So we want to hear your story. I'm going to share my story courageously. Marie continues to share her story courageously and we want to hear yours. So, um, if you would be happy, you know, we would be happy to hear from you if you want to reach out to us um, through email. My email is defytheaverage at gmail.com and Marie is Marie at mariesgold.com. And, or if um, you have questions or things you'd like us to talk about as well. Yep, yep. We're totally open to addressing any scenarios that you might have over the show. Um, that, that might be really fun. So if you are in a in a place that you're willing to be exposed that way um that may help a lot of people so we love you very much yes. and um we will speak proud with of you, you too yeah so <laughs> proud this, these are hard conversations and and definitely hard things to integrate so um we will talk with you again.